Hello and welcome back to the Creative Society Animation Podcast. It has been a while, so I thought a good idea to drop an episode as a kind of a trailer to this season, and also to chat with Eric Miller, the founder of the Creative Society. In the coming weeks, we have a bunch of really interesting conversations already recorded and more lined up, so I'm really looking forward to sharing them with you. As with most side projects, they generally end up larger than anticipated, hence the gap in our podcast production, but that's also the case for Eric. Eric started the Creative Society to fill a networking and social void in animation in LA, and as with most voids, it quickly filled up, and now he finds himself with a very large side project and a lot of volunteers pitching in, all to help the animation community. When I spoke with Jose Inesto in Mexico City last season, I thought, you know, we really need more people like him, people who are building something bigger than themselves for other people. And Eric is someone who definitely falls into that category. So join me now as I chat with Eric and also preview the upcoming episodes of season two. Hey, Eric, how are you doing today? Doing well. How are you doing? I am doing good. Um, I thought this would be a great opportunity to catch up and chat about uh the podcast about you about what we're doing and about the creative society so uh i thought we'll just uh, spend a few minutes uh as a precursor to season two i guess of the creative society animation podcast and uh and see, where it, see where it goes um so uh for all of our listeners eric is uh, the creator of the creative society he um he started that uh, i'm going to find out now how many years ago did you start the creative society uh we started it in 2015 uh july was actually our first social um started it kind of as just a, a way to get people in the community together to to hang out um and kind of discuss animation or talk about animation or just people that have a passion for animation uh so yeah we started in 2015 and pretty much just started as like social events or? Yeah, it was, I, I think it was because I was in the producers guild, um, which was all producers. Um, and then I was looking at the time it was after I left DreamWorks animation to start my own company. So I was looking for a way to, to network with, you know, all kinds of people in the animation space, you know, producers, um, artists, composers, voice actors, just really everyone. Uh, and I was having a hard time finding uh, a community that kind of incorporated all those different people. Um, you could, like the Producers Guild had the producers, which was great. Um, and then there's other groups that were like just very artist focused. Um, but I was having a hard time finding a space that was for everybody. So that's when I decided to, to start having these monthly socials. Um, and then that's kind of where it all started. We just started every month having all uh, these monthly socials. Uh, and it's, it's the first one was a, a big event. Um, and then the other ones were, you know, decent size. And then we went through a phase where like attendance was getting really low. Um, and then uh, eventually it just kind of started to blow up. And, you know, we, you know, before the pandemic, we were having 100, 150 people showing up to our monthly socials. So, um, so yeah, it was kind of a, uh, been a roller coaster. Yeah, hopefully we get back to that. So you're based in LA, of course, um, but you didn't grow up there. Tell us, uh, tell us your story real quick. Uh, well, I grew up in Ohio, so I, you know, while I was there in Ohio, I kind of 
was as many people trying to figure out what they wanted to do for their life and, and animation uh, and, and particularly uh, Disney uh, was someone that I, I loved what he did, like many people, I'm sure, in animation. Uh, but I didn't really want to be an artist. I, I liked the business side of it. You know, I, I love the idea of that creating a, you know, animation studio and being able to do so many things like, you know, you had the park and different things. So I, I just, I like the idea that you could get into animation and it, it opened up so many different um, avenues and stuff. So that's kind of where, you know, it came from. So I went to school for animation in, in Ohio at the university of Toledo, which didn't have a, you know, a huge animation program, um, but you know, it had something. Um, and then from there I, I moved out here and, you know, started, you know, looking for animation jobs, which was, you know, incredibly difficult. Um, and then I started um, taking additional animation classes. Um, and my professor for one of the classes um, asked me uh, what I was trying to do. And, and basically, I told him I wanted to be a producer in animation. And that's when he asked me, well, why are you trying to be an animator? And, and that comes back to, you know, Ohio. You know, they said, well, if you want to be a producer in animation, you have to start off as an animator and work your way up, which, you know, obviously later I found that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. That ties into um, the stories of some of the guests, I guess, that we've had on, but also um, people um, interviewing for this season, which is really interesting. Um, so you moved out to LA and you started working for uh, DreamWorks, I guess. Was, was that your first role in animation or? It was my first role in animation. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I, my first job when I got out here was at Apple, the Apple store, you know, working for you know, Apple. And then, uh, uh, it, it kind of, eventually I got a job at a B1 media, which is like a DVD company. And then, uh, I started working at a temp agency, which led to getting a temp job at DreamWorks studios, the live action side of it. Um, and then making connections that eventually, you know, led me to DreamWorks animation. So after you left uh, DreamWorks, you started your own small studio, and I guess that's similar to what I have uh, have done. Um, uh, pro- probably around a similar time, I guess that we started on different sides of the world, our own little uh, little studios and um, developing IP. And so then, I, I guess uh, let's talk about. Obviously, we met back in I want to say twenty eighteen, perhaps 20, yeah. 2017, 2018, something like that. 18 in February, yeah. At yeah, kids screen in Miami and um, uh, fun time as always in in Miami. But uh, obviously followed that up with a trip to LA and and uh, we became friends from there. But you were interested, obviously, with everything you were doing with the Creator Society in developing a podcast, and I think you'd mentioned that a couple of times. And I don't think that I had told you that I had tried to or, or looked at starting podcasts probably two or three times over the last five years before I thought, yeah, it's going to take too much work. Yeah. You, you didn't tell me right away, but I, I know I've been, you know, I think I mentioned several times that, you know, I was really wanting to get a creator society podcast and, you know, that eventually you were like, Oh, you know, I always wanted to start one too. <laughs> and I, at some point we were able to, you know, say, well, let's work together to, to put this together. So um, yeah, I so, think yeah. it was really the the pandemic that did it for me. You know, we uh, we travel to these markets and have some really great conversations with interesting people when we travel. But when when that stopped, um, uh, you know, especially 
uh, as a small studio, I felt quite disconnected from from the industry. And it, for me, it was a great opportunity to just chat with people around the world and uh, hear their stories. And I've always loved the biography of people's lives, you know, just hearing about how, how they got to where they are and, and what they're doing. Uh, it's fascinating to me. Um, and you've been able to talk to some really, really awesome people, especially in the last season. Um, we've had some awesome guests. Yeah, we have. And, um, you know, I find it so interesting that the diversity, I guess, in, in the type of guests and type of roles that we, we've had. Um, I think one of my favorites, I mean, we had some great ones. Uh, Ralph Eggleston was really good. And I'd like to have Ralph back on just because he's got so many stories from Pixar about, uh, you know, about the projects that he worked on. And, and some of them we didn't even touch on that podcast. I had to skip over. Uh, but you know, hearing from different producers, and but one of them I really liked was uh, Jose Inesta from uh, Mexico with Pixelatl, um, and hearing about what they're doing down there that was that was fantastic with uh, the way they set up incubators and and develop talent. It was fascinating to me, and I think we can we could all learn a lot from that in different markets around the world. That festival started today, right? Yeah, so I, I think it started started this week yeah so you know they've got that festival but they've got so many other things that they do which are, are really interesting um it was it was also great talking to writers um last season i love talking to writers anytime and i could just talk for hours so it's really hard to structure those podcasts because um i can just get into my own world and and ask them about every part of their process um which is you know it's interesting to me, and I just hope it's interesting to to the listeners. Yeah, and I, I think that's, you know, the great part about it, you know, is you find something that you're interested in and hopefully the audience is interested in that as well. And I, I think mostly, you know, people start to kind of learn, you know, the kind of podcasts that we have and the conversations and the people that we have and you kind of get a sense of, you know, what you're going to get out of it. So I, I'm pretty sure the, the people that are... are listening to the podcast are also interested in what you were talking to them about. Yeah. I mean, uh, Bill Oakley was a great one from, you know, writing on the Simpsons and Andy Ryan gold as, as well in regards to uh, the early days of SpongeBob and, and that pitch was, was fascinating, but also Mikkel Lee, who we, we've both met probably at the same time at kids screen a few years ago from Lego uh, and his story. And, and, and also about what they do at Lego was fascinating. Yeah, we yeah, I think it was Kiss Green that we met him as well. Yeah. We met a lot of cool people there. We've had uh and our we have a, a great group of friends too that we've met at Kids Green that we we all keep in touch with that actually have a, a call with them later today. So we keep in touch every week and Yeah. And I think that's something that I'd like to do a podcast about at some point is talking about, you know, kind of finding your tribe and um you know, figuring out how to to um you know, stay in touch and stay motivated. A lot of that comes from finding your tribe and, and finding that, again, that pack where you can, you can share all of your stories. And, and we're on a similar journey, uh, I guess, our, our group. Um, we're all. And there's no, there's no manual. Um, so oftentimes yeah. you get to these points and you're just stuck and you're like, okay, where do I go from here? Or who do I contact? Um, so it's really great to have a, a tribe, as, as you said, yeah. Uh, where you reach out and be like, does anybody have a contact here or what, you know, how should I take this? And can anybody read this and let me know their thoughts? Uh, it, it's really great to have that, that group. Yeah, definitely. 
Uh, Chinsi Angelini from last season, uh, the director of Miller, that was a really good uh, chat. And her short, Miller, has been hitting the festival cir- circuit at the moment. Um, I was um, fortunate enough to, to see it. She sent me a link after we spoke and uh, or after it was finished. And it is really beautiful, a really beautiful story. So if you get a chance to see that at a festival, an online festival or in-person festival, then definitely take a look. Which kind of leads to, to I guess, what we're doing with this season and, and why it took so so long to to get around to it. Um, it's really, I guess, in our conversation in that we both run our own businesses and this is a side thing that we do because we enjoy it. Uh, and and the idea of seasons only came, came about really because we got busy and uh, we were in between interviews and it got longer and longer and we thought, well, let's just take a break and split it into seasons. Yeah, it's amazing these these side things that we do that ends up taking up so much of your time that you have to sometimes be like, okay, I need to focus on my my actual job for a little bit. Like, you know, you know, we let this sit for a moment. And that's you with the Creative Society, really, because I know at times you probably spent, you know, three quarters of your working day um, for months on end doing the Creative Society I, I work. Not to admit that. I, I try and think that <laughs> I only spend about 10 minutes a, a day on it, but um, the reality is it, it's, it rivals my, 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 the time I spend on my business. So just, you know, for a volunteer passion thing that, you know, uh, you, you need to make sure that you're doing the thing that makes money, you know, you to do. pay bills and stuff. Um, well, I, I love the Creator Society and, and the work that, you know, I get to do with it. Um, I also have to remember that it's like, okay, you know, I, I need to make sure that I'm I'm not ignoring my business too. So oftentimes it's that, that struggle, you know, trying to do both things, but it's fun. I love it. Yeah, and and same with the podcast. I mean, certainly not as many hours as the Creative Society itself, but um, you know, I like to make sure that I'm prepared for every interview and and do a lot of research. And uh, then you do the interview, and then you edit the interview, and you know, you have to listen to it at least a couple of times before it, it goes out anywhere. So, well, I think that's one of my favorite parts of the Creative Society is that um, I, I started it by myself, um, and I can only do so much. Um, but by having so many other people get involved um, like yourself and many of the other leadership and volunteers um, it, we've really been able to, to do a whole bunch. Like there's no way we would have been able to do a, a podcast, you know, without your help. And, you know, it, I, I really appreciate the hours and time that you put into, and I know you said that you really love and enjoy talking to these different people, but you know, there's, there's also that, part where you have to take all that stuff and edit it and, you know, get it to a format and then send it. We yeah. have the sound guy. Uh, I mean, I could, I, I could almost just, you know, have these phone calls, have these Zooms and sign off and put it in the drawer. And, uh, but, you know, it's great to, to share with everybody. Um, I really enjoy the conversation. So, yeah, I hope that other people do as well. Um, we've, we've got some great uh, episodes coming up as well, which uh, I'm really excited about and I've really enjoyed um, the first episode of season two is Bonnie Arnold, um, the right. pro- producer of, uh, of Toy Story and then all the Dragons films. Um, and she's just got such an interesting story, um, you know, of how she got to being a producer and for her what a producer was. And she started in a live action world and, you know, she's just worked with some really great people, um, some great stories around Dances with Wolves, 
which she worked on. Um, so that was a, a really good, really good conversation. I, I really enjoyed it, and, and we got into some some other topics, you know, about uh, about DreamWorks as well, and the amount of leadership that's come out of there. So, um, so yeah, that will be really. Uh, I hope people enjoy it as much as I did, anyway. But yeah, we've got other people like. Jim Capabianco coming up, which was a fantastic conversation. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Jim was a story artist at, at uh, Pixar for many years and uh, is now directing a stop motion uh, animated, independent animated feature, which is uh, really fantastic. Ken Bielenberg. Yeah, Ken was was wonderful to talk to. Uh, also former DreamWorks. And uh, I know that you've known Ken for quite some time. So that was really interesting to, to hear Ken's story. Uh, we've got Rex Grignon coming up. That was uh, interesting to, I guess, to look at the different guests and, and you know, a lot of them come, if you trace them back, it's either back to DreamWorks or Pixar or Disney um, with people who've been in the industry a long time. Uh, and it's uh, it's interesting seeing all those roots and how they tie, tie together. And uh, for Ken, you know, he was at PDI uh, very early on, and so hearing the story of you know Bugs Life and uh, ants, and you know that that whole period of time was fascinating. Um, so that's a great one to share. Uh, so yeah, I really look forward to to sharing those episodes as we finish editing, and uh, we'll post them in the in the coming weeks. Um, but yeah, hope hope everyone really enjoys them. Yeah, I, I know I'm I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Please check out the Creator Society um, and uh, just go to the website, creatorsociety.org. Thecreatorsociety.org. Thecreatorsociety.org. Uh, we also have creatorsociety.net. Um, so <laughs> in case, you, in case you get lost. Um, but check it out because um, there's so much going on there. And, um, you know, you have a lot of uh, Zoom, uh, I guess, online kind of uh, discussions with people that uh, – done in a very different way than we do the podcast. So there's lots of different ways to to interact with the Creative Society and um, you've got a lot of resources there. So um, thank you for starting that. Yeah, since the pandemic started, we, uh, we've we moved completely virtual. So we've been doing our, our virtual socials every month. We've been doing uh, virtual events. Uh, yeah, we, we're just trying to keep up uh, with everything. And then at the start of the pandemic last, what was that, 2020, um, we did the creators jam, which was a competition where we got people together that, um, in, in different roles that were randomly put together and then created an animation, uh, within one week. Uh, so we did that, um, and we're actually in the process of getting the second version of that going. So that should be coming in the next month or so. That'll be fun. Maybe I'll, I'll yeah. tune in for that. Although my yeah. hours are different than yours. Yeah, that, I mean, we it was incredible, the, the stuff that came out of that. I was not expecting much of anything in a week, uh, but these people really put some you know effort into it and came out with some really awesome projects. Great. Look forward to seeing that. Thanks for your time today, mate. Really good to talk to you. Yeah, pleasure talking with you. But, you know, we get to talk all the time, which is we great. We do, yeah. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for my conversation with Bonnie Arnold. Okay, shameless plug time. If you're enjoying what we're doing, we'd love your feedback and comments on whatever podcasting platform you use. It really helps the visibility of the show and, of course, share with friends or on social media. If you have any ideas for guests or the show, please get in touch. You can find me on Twitter at Mike Wakelam or email podcast at thecreatorsociety.org. 
Special thanks to Rich Dickerson for the music, Mike Rocha for the mix, and our exec producer, Eric Miller. Thanks again. See you next week.